What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow me on my main platform being Twitter at Deep Dive FF, Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, YouTube at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, even TikTok at Deep Dive FF. And as always, check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com. With that being said, let's get into the content. Alright guys, welcome back in. Part 2, episode 2 of the series, whatever you want to call it. We're talking still about guys that catch my eye, dynasty buys. And I'm going to start it off because I... I know who Trent's got waiting in the wings. I'm going to start it off with Donovan Peoples-Jones and Baker Mayfield as a combo. Okay, Baker Mayfield in Dynasty right now, especially mainly Superflex. I mean, I have no interest in a one QB league. But in Dynasty Superflex leagues, I got him as my quarterback four. And I got him at, let's see. I got Baker Mayfield in the 13th round. Are you kidding me? He is still young. He had a almost almost rookie of the year season as a rookie and then sophomore season was like meh and third season got hurt and was was bad but he was hurt the whole time and yeah we got some like question marks on like maybe leadership or whatever you're telling me that Baker Mayfield's not gonna be a starting quarterback within the next year and a half highly doubtful he is probably like quarterback 20 in the league in terms of like skill. When he's fully healthy, he's probably like quarterback 20-ish. He's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere. There's always a need for starting quarterbacks, and I don't see him being a backup. Like Unless he just completely quit the NFL and pulled like a Manziel, he's going to be starting somewhere. So, this year? No, no. But like within the when, okay. within a year and a half, like sure. I said. Within a year and a half, he'll be starting somewhere. So that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's going five rounds six rounds after davis mills and i like davis mills i drafted davis mills too he's going six rounds after davis mills it's borderline disrespectful davis mills might not be a starting quarterback after this year he might get replaced he's gonna get replaced you think so uh yeah well just because i think the texans uh probably have one of the worst rosters in the league and next year's draft is absolutely loaded yeah, with quarterbacks. Yeah, if they have a top five pick, so they're they, going to take a quarterback. Yeah, that's kind of why they're not going to sacrifice. Uh, think uh, Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen situation. Like they may like him, but they'll like somebody more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, so Baker Mayfield is one of them, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones is the other. He was the most efficient rookie wide receiver in that loaded class, the same one as LaVisca, and he was this year pretty good. Still. Now, obviously, his efficiency went down. He got way more targets, all that stuff. He's still massively efficient. He's got Deshaun Watson, possibly, now. And if it's not Deshaun Watson, eventually it will be Deshaun Watson. And I think he's the number two. They just drafted David Bell, who's also a guy I really liked. Donovan Peoples-Jones I had rated way higher than other people did in that class. David Bell was one of the guys this year that I had rated way higher than everybody else. The Browns like the same type of wide receivers that I seem to like. And at least when they're like recruiting rookies and I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is probably above David Bell and both of them are are decent values but I know in a draft right now David Bell would probably go 
a little bit above Peoples Jones just because he's the new unknown, which people right. love to take a shot at the new unknown. Right. But Peoples Jones could easily see a Godwin third year leap. Now, not to the level that Godwin had where he was like wide receiver two, but he could be a top twenty four wide receiver if Deshaun, depending on how much Watson plays, pretty much because they're going to throw the ball more than what they did with Baker and what he did and Stefanski did in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. He's never had Deshaun Watson. So many options with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Yeah, and and you don't have Jarvis Landry. Amari Cooper's there, but he's new. Obviously, Odell's been gone for a hot minute. So you're looking at basically Cooper, who has no prior chemistry with Watson. Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't think that's hard to establish, to be fair, because it's Deshaun. Yes, but what I'm saying is, a lot of times is you'll have, you know, when you're looking at a situation and there's new wide receivers, it's, oh, well, this guy doesn't have chemistry with him and these right. other guys in the room don't or do. But nobody has chemistry. So that doesn't matter at all. You can't just be like, well, Amari Cooper's going to be, you know, Deshaun's, Deshaun's go-to target in every part of the field, but yada, yada. Maybe he'll prefer Donovan Peoples-Jones on, on certain situations. Maybe he'll prefer him in the red zone. Amari Cooper's never been a high touchdown guy. Donovan Peoples-Jones' body control... I'm going to just start saying DPJ. DPJ's body control is astute. It's very good. Mm. It's very good. It Mm. is. I I like that. I love his body control. His hands are very good. He's a good route runner. He's pretty polished. He's not Amari Cooper polished, but he's pretty polished. And I think he's just being massively disrespected. I don't know if I got him in this league that we just did. I hope I did. Oh, did somebody snipe him? Yeah, no, you don't have him. Oh, who sniped him? Let me see where he went in in our league, just so I can give you guys a, a realm. He went in the 13th round. Oh, yes, I remember congratulating the person on that pick. He went in the 13th round, right around guys like Devontae Parker. Devontae oh, right, Parker? Okay, right, yeah. Robert Woods, who could easily just pull a Julio not Jones a dynasty, and then not, not exist. Not, not in Dynasty, He could yeah. pull a Julio Jones, just like with the Titans, and then just not yeah. exist after that. Nico Collins, who's actually somebody that I like and we're going to talk about, but that's he's right there with Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'll take Peoples-Jones. K.J. Osborne? Curtis Samuel? Come on. <laughs> right, no. Come on. Lies. You know, I would say, I would say these are the things... These are the things that he has going against him. One uh, question mark at quarterback. A huge right now. one, yeah. which I I cannot wait. I, you know, also uh, I really am interested to see what they do with Kamara as well because he seems pretty involved in his incident. But this is also you know as I texted you before, this is the same league that use uh, that views deflating footballs and domestic violence as the same four-game suspension. That's all I'll say about that. Tom Brady and Ezekiel Elliott both got four games. But uh, beyond that point, uh, beyond the so question at quarterback, also are we fully to expect that the Browns are just going to change their run-first identity when Deshaun gets back? No, I don't think I don't think so, but they're not going to. They're not going to run the ball 60% of the time. Right, no, you can't win uh, it might that be much like, talent. It might be 54 or... I think... In, uh, in one or thing, I mean, sorry, they're not going to... I said that backwards. But they're they're going right. to not run the ball nearly right. as much. So I, I, I think that... I'm pretty sure Amari Cooper's also 28. And while that's... He's pretty... He's 27. He's... 
relatively young, and yeah. I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I drafted five, him and then I traded him. Five I, I of like his him. first seven years in the league, he's gotten over a thousand yards. So, and he's also proven in a sense that he's done it in multiple different offenses. Um, and I 100% believe if he can get a thousand with uh, Derek Carr and Dak Prescott, what could he do with Deshaun? Right uh, now, David Bell going back, I'm, I'm actually really big on him. Like Donovan Peoples-Jones, they were really highly rated coming out of high school. And I know what you're saying. Hey, that's high school. This is the NFL. That really doesn't matter as much. The only reason I bring that up is they were, they've been talented guys for a long time. It's not that they were a, say, Sky Moore and wasn't highly touted out of high school and then became a second-round draft pick. So I'm curious to know who battles it out for that wide receiver, too. Because I don't believe the Browns have a type of offense to truly show love to a wide receiver three like, say, the Bengals would with Tyler Boyd. Oh, and by the way, they just signed Ninjoku to a pretty big contract as well. So it really, his value truly is determined on who can establish themselves as the wide receiver two, David Bell or Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah. But I think... uh, for where he was taken and around those names like uh, K.J. Osborne, that's an absolute joke. He has a much higher ceiling than uh, every person you had named. So I uh, I like both those guys, but run first offense, question at QB. There, there's a couple of things that I think could be hesitancy, but not hesitancy to where it equates to him getting drafted in the same round as K.J. Osborne. That's unreal. I think something that's, that's unreal. I think something that is holding back his ADP right now is I think a lot of people are worried about Will Fuller being signed by the Browns, mm. which might happen, and that would hurt his value. But for short, well, short term, it depends on what they sign him to. Is it he, like a one-year prove-it contract, like what Miami gave him? It'd be a one-year deal. That's what I would I, think I, too. But but it's also like how many more chances before he kind of becomes viewed as one of those guys that hey had the talent, just never put up the numbers, and then he kind of just burned out. So. I don't know. I would hate to see Will Fuller be signed to them just because I know that um, his chances of being a name in the NFL are going to be greatly reduced. Mm-hmm. Wait, Will? Oh, you mean Peoples, Peoples Jones? Jones yeah. yeah, just because I think they're going to start viewing him as, oh, well, he's you know, 25, 26, and he's never done 400 yards. Yeah, practice squad, you know, and then more wide receivers. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, so then two other guys that I have are the two Texans, Brevin Jordan who literally, him and Clyde were the two people that went one pick before me that, like, made me start cussing, like, out loud. Like, I was so mad. Like, I was like, are you serious? It was, yeah, it was Brevin Jordan and Clyde. And Brevin Jordan, in his rookie season, as a tight end, who I thought was very comparable to Johnny Smith, who I thought was going to get drafted way higher in the the actual NFL draft than he did did get drafted. And I guess it was, like, some off off-field concerns or something. But... He produced as a rookie tight end. He produced. Let me pull his stats real quick because, man, Brevin was, like, it's like people completely forgot that he even exists, I feel like, because he's 21 years old. He's 6'3", 245, and his rookie season was three touchdowns. And this this is a tight end on a horrible offense with a rookie quarterback with you know, so many things going against him. And he pulled off 200 yards with three touchdowns and 20 receptions. And he didn't really play. And he, he played in half of the games. Like, if you look at his game log, he played more than 20% of the snaps 
one, two, three, four, eight times. He played more than 20% of the snaps. He never played more than 50% of the snaps except twice. And he is going at like the 15th round, it seems like, in, in a lot of dynasty drafts, like around 13 to 15. And he could easily become one of these super athletic tight ends that gets targets, depending on Davis Mills, you know, turning out or another, or if like they, if they get CJ Stroud or right. Bryce Young or somebody next year, and it's him and Mechie and Cooks at this point is older. I mean, him, Mechie, and Nico Collins, I mean, that, that could be a pretty decent, and that's why I like Nico a lot too. He came on, he was a super late drafted wide receiver who's a rookie. He's got the body type and he fits well with their weapons because they've got the small speed guys already. I would say I'm uh, I'm probably more higher on Brevin Jordan than I am Nico Collins. I am too. I'm a lot uh, a lot higher on Brevin. Uh, I I do like the fact that how young he is and how when it comes to like skill gaps between what you're asked to do in college and to the pros, I think the learning curve for tight end is uh, maybe one of the hardest ones out of all the positions when it comes to like translating that's why you really don't see uh successful rookie tight ends uh and one thing i also kind of like about him as well is um while for real life it may not become like uh what you would want to draft in a tight end but he's he's really more so a receiving tight end you're not gonna you're not gonna ask him to do a lot of blocking and guess what that's amazing for fantasy i don't want my tight ends hand in the dirt i want him thinking he's calvin johnson i want him lining up far out wide you know, going down the field. So the fact that he's really not a blocker at all, and he's more so just a really big wide receiver, but he's used as a tight end, and because he, well, he was drafted as a tight end. I think he's out of Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh-huh. But uh, he, he he's good. I, I I like him, and that that is tremendous value right there. Nico Collins, I'm not really sold because uh, well, I mean, you know, maybe for a this a is take, a super late right, flyer, right. way way later than than Brevin is going. Right. Yeah. But I, yeah, no, I, th- I think the reason I think if either of them were a mirage, it's much more Collins, even though we are talking super late, just because when your quarterback is Davis Mills and besides Brandon Cook, you really have nothing else going on on the offense. Obviously, Brandon Cook can't have 80 percent of the yeah. passing yards for the season. So I think Nico Collins has benefited because there's no one else. So I, I don't think also, you know, maybe. I want to rectify something that you said earlier, and you might actually like him a little bit more. Yeah. Peoples-Jones has had more than a 400-yard season. He's actually put up 600 yards last year. That's great. And, and I'm, probably, I'm probably... And that's just in line with Godwin's trajectory, too. Godwin's second year, 600 yards. And I would say, uh, just about. if I had to guess, he probably put up that 600 on maybe less than 40 catches? 34. Okay, well there you go. So that's that means he's a he's going to snag on your favorite cornerback. His yards, his yards per target, which I think is a more important stat than yards per reception, because yards per reception just depends on where you're used on the it, field. Yeah, you're right. Yards per target is combining where you're used with your efficiency. Right. It's like ultimately efficiency, your catch rate and stuff. His yards per target was 10.29. That's higher than most of your very good fantasy wide receivers. So, and now he's going to Watson? possibly if he possibly gets Watson think about how efficient Will Fuller was when he was healthy that literally could be they could use Donovan Peoples-Jones the exact same way Will Fuller was used and Will Fuller was very good for fantasy when he was healthy and he would have explosions 
And Peoples Jones could be that guy. He really could. So I, that's that's why I, I just wanted to go back and say, you know, he has actually had a pretty good season so far already. Yeah, we're on the same page. I like him. And then some other some other wide receivers. Well, actually, let me let's start with yours. Let's you throw yours out there. What the Darnell Mooney? Yep. I mean, I don't think uh, he's pretty well known. A lot of yeah. people have been hyping him up for a long time. But it's justified. I just I I just like him uh, under a new head coach. You get Allen Robinson out of there. He's he's clearly he's the, he's the alpha dog in that wide receiver room. Only twenty four years old. Already has a thousand yard rece- uh, receiving season under his belt under a horrendous Bears offense from last year. Um, I, I like I said, a new offensive friendly coach, Justin Fields' second year. I think it's only up from here, and uh, you know he's. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say Pringle is the Bears' wide receiver number two. I have a I have a debate about that actually. Somebody <sighs> I'm going to bring up. Somebody I'm going to bring up. Well, what is that? Say? No, I just I hope you're not going to say what I think you're going to say. Well, who am I going to say? Well, we're going to wait and I'll I'll confirm it. But but my whole point is is Pringle. If Pringle's your wide receiver two, which I'm not I'm not going to go full hater, but I am going to say. He hasn't earned the right to be a wide receiver two on any roster in the NFL. So yeah, he's, he's he's that's more, why he won't be. Well, Saint Aquemius Brown. No, no. I don't. Yeah. So it's it's the Sam Howell offense counterpart. It's Daz Newsom. Deami Brown and Daz Newsom were the two wide receivers that held up that offense with Sam Howell when he had, and he had uh, Michael Carter and. Javante Williams, that sick offense from college. Right. Well, Daz and Diami get a little razzle-dazzle in there, baby. Daz Newsom, <laughs> the Chicago Bear, who somebody I was also very high on. I don't. I think everyone was just sleeping on both Diami Brown and Daz Newsom because they had Sam Howell. And I think they're like, oh, it's because Sam Howell. But now, but now everyone's shitting on Sam Howell. So which one was it? Which one was it? You can't. You can't say both are true. So one of one of the either the wide receivers are good or <laughs> right. Sam Howell was good, but right. you can't say they're both bad. But then they were amazing together. That doesn't make right. sense. Right, right. So I think that Daz Newsom could win the if he. It just depends on if they give him the reps in preseason and how he's looking in training camp. But Daz Newsom is going undrafted. He I drafted him because I'm me, but he would not have gotten drafted in our league, or maybe he would have just because of how deep I set our rosters, but. We're talking about he's past round twenty-five in in dynasty. That is an extremely deep pick, and and uh, I've got more for you. I I gotta um, look up. Let me tell you, Daz if you're Newsom, listening, everybody, Daz Newsome. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, I'm telling oh you to look up Daz Newsome highlights just just so you can be familiar with the name and you can see some of some of the stuff that he can do. That's really good. Another super deep one. Ihmir Smith-Marset. You know what team that guy plays for? The Minnesota Vikings. You know what he's en route to being? The wide receiver too when Thielen leaves until until they draft somebody else. Because he actually was the number three last year on some games. And he was he was in and out. He was fighting against um, KJ Osborne. It was, right. it was them going back and forth. But Smith-Marset was... Ihmir Smith-Marset. So I am ISM. ISM was... A, I think a I, love sixth, I love the acronym. A sixth round pick. A sixth round pick. He, to me, I likened him to Deontay Johnson 
like a mix of like Deontay and Juju. Like if you like split those people and put them together and made them one wide receiver, that's Ihmir. That's ISM right there. And I'm telling you, that's another guy. Just look him up. He's he's a good route runner. He's not like a super athlete, but he's not slow by any means. So he's with his routes and his athleticism, and he's got very good hands. He's a very technical type of wide receiver. For the Vikings, they've got plenty of holes on that roster. If they're not spending a top three-round pick on a wide receiver next year and Thielen's gone, he could be a name that people don't know. And then once the season starts, everyone's picking him up off the waiver. And we're talking about Dynasty. So obviously, I don't expect anything this year. But if he goes and puts up a DPJ second-year sophomore season and puts up between 400 and 600 yards and people still won't know who he is, not that many people are going to be watching the Vikings offense, especially other than just paying attention to Cook and Jefferson. He'll be somebody that is going to become a, a common fantasy pickup, I think. And if you can get him now, for he is undrafted, he's lower than Daz Newsom. He's lower than Daz Newsom is. Then, and he's also, of course, I drafted him because I need these guys. These, I believe in these guys, you know. And another one that I believe in is Amari Rogers, but I'm sure you know that one. Yeah, I do. I, uh, you know, so to go back to what I was saying with Mooney to wrap that up, uh, go ahead and um, I think Mooney's, I don't want to say safely 1,400 yards, but I feel like he's going to get the lion's share of the Justin Fields targets, and they're going to design a lot of plays for him. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if he does get you like a 1,400, eight or nine touchdown season which is going to catch a lot of people off surprise because, you know, when you say that out loud, that sounds like a top 10 fantasy wide receiver season. Oh, and guess what? He's 24, 25. So uh, mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney season is on the come up. Amari Rogers, I love that. I love that guy. I think he's, uh, I think he's big time. And I think uh, if there's ever a year for him to – blow up it's this year if he doesn't blow up this year and you'd have to assume which knowing the Packers organization they probably would draft another quarterback in the first round before giving Aaron Rodgers the proper help he deserves uh I think Amari Rodgers is in for a big year I like him learning behind Randall Cobb and I know he was a little uh bit hurt last year if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken he was so banged up but also learning from another East Tennessee guy which a little, you know, into the Amari Rogers thing. If I'm not mistaken, he went to Knoxville Catholic High School, which isn't too far from Alcoa High School. I love school. how you know all of the high school stuff, dude. That that well, is I only mind boggling. I only I only know it because they're Tennessee guys, and when a Tennessee guy balls out, you know, there's maybe only like a dozen of them in the state every year. So, ah. and he was also the same year as me when I graduated high school, I believe. So he went to Knoxville Catholic and then to Clemson, which. Uh, by the way, Clemson's two wide receivers, Amari Rogers and T. Higgins, are both from Knoxville. So good job, Volunteers, um, University of Tennessee. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so Randall Cobb is from Alcoa, which is another East Tennessee school. So I do think uh, those people probably bonded a whole lot uh, better than what she would maybe think a old veteran would with a wide receiver who hasn't produced yet. So uh, Amari Rogers, if he fires on all cylinders this year, which uh, an hour never, kind of. Once you know Adams is gone and you're healthy now, so you know I it could think reasonably it could reasonably be Lazard 
Watson and Roger and Amari Rogers. And I, I and and you know and we're also one thing that makes these unknowns so much of a safer bet is because you do have the back to back MVP with Rogers uh, showing them the way. So I don't know. I'm sure one will break a thousand yards. I don't think they'll have two over a thousand. No. But if that is the case, best believe the two and three separation yards wise will be within one fifty. So like if Rodgers goes for maybe like 650, 700 yards, don't be surprised about that one bit. And yeah. I actually have him on my fantasy team. So I'm and looking... Not in this league, right? Yeah, I do. In this league. Oh, you took him? Oh, yeah. And Sammy Three, Watkins. Man. But I don't have faith in Sammy as like I do Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other younger guys. We're going to wrap this up soon. I know, Trent, you got to get out of here. But there's a couple other younger guys that I really like. Terrace Marshall is one. Didn't really, didn't really get any opportunity on field last year, and he was with Jefferson and Chase and Burrow in that offense. Right. So he's, you know, he he could have easily just been overshadowed. He was somebody that was pretty talented. A lot of us liked going into uh, the rookie draft last year, and so don't just give up on him right away. We've got- also, Robbie Anderson's gone from the Panthers as well. No, he's not. I don't think. No, he's not. He's there. He is. Yeah. Okay. I thought. Yeah. No, Anderson's still there. Okay. Um, now if they pick up Baker Mayfield, maybe he won't be. Oh, he's gone after that. Yeah, no, that's sweet. Yeah, that's, you don't, you don't send shots like that and you're still around. Um, and then Josh Palmer. Yeah. He's, he's somebody that could be very interesting with Herbert over there. And so he was another young, young wide receiver. And then the other one I'll throw at you is Tyler Johnson. He's still pretty young. I love him. He's, and it's, it's, he's in a crowded room right now, but it's, I'm really looking for second contract. This is somebody that's borderline undrafted in dynasty leagues. I'm looking at second contract opportunities for Johnson, unless Godwin, but no, we just re-signed Godwin. So yeah, he's he's not going to do it for the Bucks, especially with Gage in, in tow, but he might do it for somebody else. And I, I really like Tyler Johnson. I mean, he, if it wasn't, if we didn't have him on our roster, we wouldn't have won the Super Bowl because he made that. No, he made that catch versus the Saints on the final okay, drive. Okay, in, okay. In the playoffs, you remember that, right? No, when, no, no. When I do. Brady threw it, like he gave him like a basically a, a, a back shoulder fade at in the middle of the field on the sideline, like at like the forty yard line, and he caught it with his left hand, one handed, and it was sick. It was absolutely sick. Like it was, and and that's the reason we were able to continue the drive and end up winning the the game. So. Or like putting the the stamp on the game, so yeah, I mean, Tyler Johnson, thanks for the Super Bowl, man. I uh, yeah, no, Tyler Johnson, I'm a I'm a believer in him, but he's not going to do it with the Bucks. Um, but I do think uh, he has ability. It's just the Bucks having a really weird, ex- relatively young wide receiver core, and then you just had Gage, who I also think is in his mid to late twenties as well. So mm-hmm. he's not going to see the field unless it's injury. Uh, but uh. I think he could produce for another team. Yeah. And then the last two names out there out there, and we're probably going to actually debate a little bit on this oh, one. Oh, here we go. Nick Foles. Because okay. Matt Ryan could realistically, if he doesn't get hurt, he it's possible. It's possible he's not nearly as good as everyone thinks he's going to be and loses his job. This is my proposal. Okay? My proposal is this. I'm not saying I, I think he's it's going to happen. Lose his job. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying the possibility exists a lot more than people want to admit. Okay, let's think of Matt Ryan. What? Okay, his, oh his letter. God. His letter. This is the most no, blasphemous no. thing you've said all evening. Oh my god! Listen. Really? Listen. Oh my god! Listen, listen. Matt Ryan. His name starts with an M. 
Okay. Oh. No, 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 no. Just, just stay with me here. Okay. You know how an M, if you put it on a graph, go, goes up and down, up and down, up and that has been Matt Ryan and why. Okay. If you look at his, his efficiency metrics and his numbers that he puts up every single year, he has had a horrible season and a great season and a horrible season and a great season. And every time it's because of a change in the offense. Well, this ain't just a change in the offense, brother. This is a new offense completely. So if he has that abysmal start, and it's borderline worse than Carson Wentz last year, and you've got Nick Foles who has run it with this coaching staff right. in the playoffs and won a Super Bowl and beat Bill Belichick, is it not reasonable to say that Nick Foles could take the job? Yeah, it is unreasonable to no, say that. No, it's not. No, it's not. And Matt Ryan doesn't even have like legit weapons to throw the ball to. He's got Michael Pittman, who is borderline a little bit overrated. He's good. He's very he's good. I'm not okay. saying he's not good. Okay, but sure. He's I can see overrated. Borderline right. a little right. overrated. Right. And then what? Naheem Hines. Ooh. Like Yeah, they overrated. Okay. Yeah, he's overrated. Naheem Hines, okay. I could be like, oh, Giovanni Bernard, Miles Gaskin. Right. Like, okay. Like a receiving okay. running back. Got it. But it's not like Christian McCaffrey receiving running back or DeAndre right. Swift receiving running back. And that that's his whole offense. You've got no stud tight ends. You've got no wide receivers to back up Pittman. Like, what are you throwing the ball to? Like, yeah, you have a great offensive line and a run game. Sick. Great. You know what Matt Ryan loves to do? Turn the ball over in the red zone. We'll see how well that goes. You know, what I Oh, of... and and takes sacks on third and seven at the 30-yard line when they're in field goal range, and then he takes a 10-yard sack, and now they're not in field goal range. I've watched that happen at least three times a season. At least. Well, so stuff like that, when when you're the Colts and every point matters because you're a gr- team that grinds it out, has a good defense, runs the clock, controls the ball game, and you're losing out on points from turnovers like that or whatever the case may be, why not? Why why is it not a possibility that Nick Foles comes in? I okay, and we're talking about super flex dynasty leagues where Nick Foles is. I just got him. I just drafted him in the La- 20, was it last round, twenty fourth round, the right. second last round. That no, that that's that's good. If he plays, it won't be due to Matt Ryan's poor performance. And uh, Matt Ryan is a grinder in a sense that he has been lit up throughout his career, has had good offensive lines, horrible offensive lines. He's recently coming off a horrible offensive line experience in Atlanta. And uh, to go back to what you're saying, yeah, he's taking sacks on third and seven. Why is he taking sacks though, Brandon? Because he's not throwing the ball out of bounds. Because Trent. the offensive line is bad. No, no, I'm talking about you're you don't you're not watching these sacks. I'm talking about he's back there for four seconds trying to get the first down so they could try to get a touchdown, and he doesn't throw the ball out, and he's watching watching somebody come at him, and he's just like, oh no, somebody will be open, and then just gets sacked. I I think that Matt Ryan is probably going to go down as one of the more. Uh, disrespected and underrated quarterbacks when he does retire when we look back at this era of quarterbacks I don't and even so. though he's on even though he's on the back end of his career right he maybe has two years and that's being generous but here's my thing though and this is the part where I really disagree with you they they the Colts had their pick of the litter when they chose Matt Ryan Baker Mayfield was there guess who else they chose last year and 
Again, and Baker Mayfield wasn't available, and his stock was a lot higher last year. And, and Wentz was Wentz's pick. When, Which, by the way, but, I don't understand why everyone thinks Wentz is so bad. Like he's exactly what you think Jameis is going to be this year. That's exactly what he did last year. Look at his numbers. That's exactly what he did last year. He had the best. He's more than serviceable. He had the best. I think. I think. I'll have to double check this after I say it. But I'm gonna say it first for emphasis. Go ahead. Go ahead. He had the best TD interception ratio in the league. Carson Winston? Yes. You should probably look it up. I that. should probably look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, so, but my thing is, is when you're talking about this whole, oh, well, he's in a new uh, system, a new offense, this and that, it, I feel okay. like you're almost describing a rookie quarterback. Very close, very close. 27, is, wait, 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 27 is, to 7. So that's better than what you think Jameis is is possible ceiling is 27 to 7 that's a four to one four to one touchdown interception ratio and everyone's like Carson Wentz sucks he was 27 and 7 and 3600 yards I think a lot of his hate comes from his time being timely unclutched consistently but but that's not the point but I feel like what you're talking about with Matt Ryan you're you're almost describing him as a quarterback who's incapable of learning a new system which I totally disagree I think uh, no I get it he I get, does it just takes too long I think he can learn this system, and I think that this coach, uh, as you saw with what he did with Nick Foles, I think this this coach is probably one of the better coaches at getting the most out of his quarterbacks. Um, you know, Philip Twilight of Philip Rivers, he was still pretty good. Probably could have played another year. Carson Wentz, as you just said, I, I think he's overhated, but he's also I understand why he gets criticism. But I think Matt Ryan is more than capable of. Uh, I'm not going to say hit the ground running, but I think he's going to be. That man doesn't even know how to run. Well, exactly. I'm, <laughs> well, good thing they don't ask him to run, right? So he's uh, Matt Ryan. I think uh, he's probably going to put up maybe thirty-two to thirty-five hundred yards, and um, I, I think he's going to he's going to be better than what you're giving him credit for. And as you did the M reference, yeah, go back and look at it, and look at how many. Uh, top 14 finishes he's had in the last four years. Wow, top 14. Just what we're hoping for. Amazing. Well, we're talking about undervalued <laughs> players, aren't we? You th- and if you oh, get so him- you're, you're pitching Matt Ryan as undervalued now. Is yes, I, I, am think- I am saying he's undervalued. Okay. I 100% am saying that. Okay. And he has, great, he's behind one of the best offensive you just lines said, in the you league. Just said, you just said that he... And th- by the way, this... the. I'm running out of uh, battery, so this podcast might end before we finish this conversation. It's going to be a close one, so if that if it cuts out, that's what happened, guys. But Matt Ryan, this is pretty much the end of it. You're telling me Matt Ryan's undervalued when you just said he maybe, maybe, which might be a stretch, has two years left, and he's probably not going to be a top, he's not going to be a QB1. So you think he's undervalued in Dynasty for a one-year rental that's a QB2. I don't think, I think if you have Matt Ryan, I don't think he would should you, be a Who Q- would you rather have in redraft? I'm saying... Jameis or Matt Ryan? Jameis, because his ceiling's higher than Matt Ryan's. Okay, then. So so you're saying that Matt Ryan... I don't is, think Matt Ryan is going to be horrendous this year. I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be efficient. I'm not saying he's going to be a, a top scorer, but if you sub him in, if one of your guys gets hurt and you start Matt Ryan, that doesn't mean an instant L. Okay. And we're also talking. We're drafting guys later in the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a he's a he's he probably went, one of the best bench quarterbacks you could have in the entire league. 
Interesting. And if he has a he, he if he ha, he probably will have a better season than Drew Locke this year, and they're both going to be starters, and one's ten years younger. So, hmm. um, you know, I think Matt Ryan's going to surprise some people by having like a well, probably he went, a, a he top went in 18. the 12th, He went in the twelfth round for us. Mm-hmm. That is pretty high. That is way too high, in my opinion. I mean, he went higher than Mayfield. I'd much rather have Mayfield in a in a dynasty league. Yeah, but like I said, for a, a, if one of your guys gets hurt. Yeah. Plug them in. I don't think, I think your season can still continue. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. The last name I'm going to throw out, we're not going to talk about it though, because I'm literally about to die here, is Will Disley. Big country boy, Will Disley. He's only 25 years old, and Drew Locke threw it to Albert O and Noah Fan at the same time. Why can't he do the same for Will Disley and Noah Fan? And Disley has a possibility to leave and go somewhere else soon. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out.